0: The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Grace and peace to you this morning, and thank you, Ray, for for reading that passage from the Gospel of John. If you have your Bible open, you can be turning to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, and we'll be focusing most of our attention there this morning. A couple things. Later on this month, October 23rd, that's a Monday night, we will be uh, working to feed the the flood victims of LaGrange. And so those who've lost their homes, especially those who are in hotels, um, it'd be nice for them to get a hot meal every once in a while. And so we're going to be working to do that as a congregation. And so uh, I need one person to coordinate all that. And if you're willing to do that, um, then then please let me know, and that would be a big, big help. And then, of course, we'll need lots of other volunteers to help prepare food and, and to serve and those things. And next week, I'm not going to be with you. Laura and I will be out of town next week. Um, Dr. Jeff Peterson from Austin Graduate School of Theology will be here. He's spoken here a couple of times, but he'll be the speaker next Sunday. I know he'll do a fantastic job. So last week, we began to explore this question, why church? And we looked at how Uh, Church is a place where reconciliation happens. You know, as America continues to divide and focus on differences, the church is interested in unity and uniting people. And we can do this because we acknowledge that all human beings are created in the image of God. We confess that Jesus came to bring peace and that he's called us to be peacemakers And we profess that this is only possible because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so sin seeks to divide and destroy. But what Jesus did on the cross is he overcame sin. And we can be forgiven when we submit our lives to Christ. So, this morning, we're going to continue to look at this question why church? But we're going to explore another passage. We're going to look at Acts chapter 2. And so, again, you can open your Bibles there. You can look at the screen. And this is a very important chapter whenever you're talking about church, because this is where it all begins. Peter preaches a sermon, a multitude of people respond to that sermon, they are baptized for the remission of their sins, and the first Christian community is established. And so Luke records for us what the early church was like and what it looked like. And he describes what they did. He describes what was important to them. And so in a world that is confused about church, about organized religion, it's important for us to look closely at the book of Acts. And we'll begin in verse 41 there. So those who received his word were baptized. And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. And so when people ask, why church? I could easily point them to the events of the last month. You know, when tragedy struck our small town, we opened our doors, we gave what we had, and we helped people in need. Uh, Luke describes something similar in Acts. You know, one of the first things the church did was that they looked around and they identified needs that they could help with. Jesus says later in Acts 20 and verse 35, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And the church takes this seriously. Jesus said his followers would be known for their love, as we just read in the Gospel of John, chapter 13. And giving is one way that we show our love for one another. And we can do this because we, as Christians, look at wealth and material blessings differently than the rest of the world does. You know, we understand... That wealth is not going to bring us happiness. The scriptures tell us that. Nor is our identity. uh, Tied to the things that we own. And so we recognize. That only God. Can give us. What many people seek. Through wealth and material blessings. Our identity is found in Christ. Not the clothes that we wear. the car that we drive. Or the house that we own. Joy is comes from knowing Jesus, not from amassing a multitude of things. We find security in trusting God, not from the size of our bank account. And when we understand the proper place of wealth, this allows us to become more generous and to give to people who are truly in need. And so the church follows in the footsteps of Jesus. Therefore, we strive to place the needs of others above our own. You know, we don't always do that perfectly, but that's, that's the vision that we have. That's the goal that we have. We make sacrifices in order to help people who find themselves in difficult situations. We are the hands and feet of Jesus, and we want people to see Jesus in us. We are commissioned to be the presence of Of Christ in our community. And we do this by helping others just as Jesus did. And so the early church was dedicated to giving to people in need, but this is not all. They were also breaking bread in their homes. And so they used their tables to do ministry and to bless others just as Jesus had done. And in a culture that is distracted a culture that's always busy, always on the run, the church is committed to being countercultural. And so we show hospitality to others by inviting them into our homes, by sharing meals together. And this practice is much rarer than it once was. People take notice nowadays when you invite them to a table. The church is an example in this age of of social media and digital culture, we remind people that relationships still matter. And we encourage conversation. We slow down and we take the time to get to know our neighbors. We seek to pay attention while people are are staring at their phones. You know, we strive to listen to people who are used to being ignored. And what seems like something that's simple is quickly becoming something unique in our culture. And so the church shows hospitality, and in doing so, we remind people what is truly important. Uh, People are more precious than technology, and we proclaim this every time that we invite someone to the table. And one of the things we do at the table is fellowship. Now, this is not a, a word that we typically use outside of church. We don't say, you know, I'm, I'm going to fellowship with my friends. And don't ever say that. Um, but the, the church is a community of people united in Christ. We share a common bond. And we str- uh, seek to strengthen this bond through fellowship. This is a time when maybe we shall share a meal together like we're about to do after worship this morning. Or, or we visit with one another before or after worship. It can also be times outside of when we meet at this building. It would be good for, you know, Christians to get together in homes, you know, invite some of your uh, brothers and sisters over to your house and, and enjoy some fellowship. It's a time of encouragement. The, the church is a group of people who always has one another's back, and so we are here for each other. Another thing the church does is that we devote ourselves to prayer. Acts 2 and verse 42 actually says they devote themselves to the prayers. And so, prayer was not an afterthought to the early church. It wasn't something they just did to open and close worship, you know. Um, they had specific times of prayer. And Luke says they devoted devoted themselves to prayer. And I wonder, is that something that we can say? You know, would God look at our times together and say, you know, the Lagrange Church of Christ, they're devoted to prayer. This was something important to the early church, and this is why it is specifically mentioned not only here, but throughout the book of Acts. And the church is not just to pray for ourselves. We do that. You know, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, but we're also to pray for all people. We're to pray for the sick. We're to pray for the poor. We're to pray for people in distress. And there's a of that right now. You know, people, as already been mentioned, people in Puerto Rico, people in Florida and Mexico, and, and lots of places that have suffered tragedy recently. And we even pray for our enemies. And the church is needed because we seek the best interest of all human beings, and we do so by petitioning the creator of the universe. I want you to hear that again, because I think that's important. This doesn't only apply to prayer, but it applies to the good things that we do in this community and other things that we do. But the church seeks the best interest of all human beings, and one way we do this is by petitioning the creator of the universe. And so we play an important part in the world by offering prayers for all people. And this is why we need to be committed to prayer. We all know people who need prayer. And guess what? We might be the only ones who are willing to pray for that person. So that's an important role. We also see that the early church was dedicated to the apostles' teaching. They gathered together to learn the ways of Jesus. They, They listened to the apostles, those who spent time with Jesus throughout his ministry. They heard about his life, they heard about his teachings, they probably heard parables, sermons, and miracle stories. And their lives were shaped by what they learned. They were able to become more like Jesus by sitting at the feet of the apostles. And teaching is an essential part of the church. We recognize that we're not the people we want to be, or we're not the people that we should be. We fall short. And one of the ways that we get better is by immersing ourselves in Scripture. In 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, Paul writes, "...all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction." And for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so, the Bible, we learned us several things. It corrects us when we are wrong. It trains us in right living. It equips us with the tools we need for life. And Scripture helps us to be a complete, a whole human being. And this is why we have Bible class. It's why we read Scripture during worship. It's why we proclaim it in a sermon like this. We need God's Word to shape our lives so that we can become like Jesus. Why church? The book of Acts helps us answer this, and and we don't find just one answer. We find many answers. The church is a special community where friendships are formed and strengthened. We use our tables to bless others. We are a giving people who seek to help people in need. We want people to see Jesus in us. And this happens when we put our love on display. Because love is not an emotion, as many people think. That's one way to look at love. But love in the Bible, love uh, in Scripture is an action. It's something that we do. It's something that can be seen. And people also see Jesus in us because we are devoted to his teaching. We are being shaped by God's word. And this transforms us into a praying people. And so we constantly call out to God on behalf of the people around us. The picture of the church in Acts 2 is what we aspire to. We understand that it's not always this way, but this is our model. The early church created a community that made a difference to the people around them. And this is what we seek to do as well. We want the people of LaGrange to know who we are. We want them to be aware of our presence in this town. And if we were to ask The citizens of LaGrange, why church? It is my hope that they would be able to give an answer because of our ministry in this town. I hope they would say something like, well, you know, the church helped me when my house was flooded. Or the church helped feed my kids after I lost my job. Or the church, they came to our neighborhood and they handed out backpacks. Or the church is that group of people who are always talking about Jesus. Why church? Because we are a dedicated group of Jesus followers who seek to make this world a better place. And we do this by giving, by praying, and by inviting people to our tables. The church is invested in loving others. And this should be so evident that no one ever has asked the question, why church? Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning as your body, as your church. And we're thankful for your son who made all this possible. Who shed his blood so that we might be forgiven of our sins And that we might become the special community who continues his ministry on this earth. We confess that we're not always perfect at this. We don't always do what we should do. But it is our goal to be like this church that is described in Acts chapter 2. That we would have these same qualities. That we would do the things that they do. And we know that we can do it with your help. And we pray that your presence is felt in this town by the things that we do. And we pray that you'll be with us as we continue to do these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.